It's episode 43 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour and I'm going to preface this by saying before I introduce my lovely guests that I'm a tiny bit overexcited and that's mostly because it's three days to my birthday. Uh, I'm not at work. I'm in my pyjamas and, um, you know, life's pretty grand. So I'm a little bit overexcitable. I've been doing basically nothing today except reading comics and watching telly and being a lazy asshole. So it's been so nice. <laughs> I can't. Um, anyway, yeah, 43. And because it's my birthday, I thought I'd treat myself. Either that or they both begged me to come back on the show. I've got two lovely guests for you today. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so joining us from across the pond in a place I've forgotten where he lives, but it's nowhere near here. It's the triumphant return of Taylor Esposito. Hello. <laughs> Just remember, I'm in New Jersey. That's all you got to know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want you to like specifically give your address out on the, uh, on the podcast. Okay. That's why I'm proud of. I'm proud of New Jersey, so I don't mind. <laughs> I was I just thinking more about how creepy the internet can be. There are a lot of weirdos out there. We'll get onto that later because I discovered fan fiction. But anyway, the <laughs> the, the other person coming to me from probably not very far from my house actually is that uh, the lovely, slightly perverted Lee Grice. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, well, it's always nice to be here. <laughs> Even when I'm calling you a pervert immediately. How outrageous. Well, how the bloody hell have you both been doing since I last spoke to you, which I can't remember when it was, sorry. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, good. I'm good, thanks. Fine. Um, good. I'm, I'm good. I just can't remember anything past the last ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a goldfish. Oh, brilliant! So that's uh, it's going to be loads of awesome stuff coming from your side of the conversation today. Foreign or thrusters today? I feel this is this is, <laughs> this is I, a classic episode. In I reckon so. I am like so excitable. It's not even. I'm not going to be able to form full sentences or anything. So. Because well, any other time I come on, you're usually full of snot. That's true, yeah. Yeah, usually I've got the lurgy. So if I get birthday lurgy, I'm blaming you. <laughs> I'm just glad, you know, I'm just glad Taylor's here to call because usually you come and go, I'm really ill. <laughs> <laughs> what it is really is I'm trying to put on a sexy voice, but I have to cover it up by saying I'm ill. But, um... <laughs> You've got the husky, yeah. The husky yeah. Like that episode of Friends with Phoebe and her sticky yeah. shoes. <laughs> anyway, because that's not a completely dated reference. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do today because normally I would say, hey, you're the guest, you can go first, but there's two of you and now I'm like, uh, panic because I don't want to show favouritism and that. So like, I don't know if you want to like toss a coin or something. I, 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 we I could fight about I'm, I'm more happy to, to wait. <laughs> I love that. Lee's like, oh, I'm more than happy to wait. Taylor's like, let's have a fight to the death. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it for that. Oh. Taylor wins. Go. <laughs> oh, all right, fine. <laughs> so, because I am the awful freelancer I am who never does anything in his life, uh, I've been watching X Files. Woohoo. Woo. And it's my first time because I never watched it when it was on. And my wife's like, you've never seen X Files? So I'm like, okay, fine, we'll watch them. 
<laughs> I'm so exciting, right? Rolling. No, to be fair, like I Rich has recently started rewatching a lot of the X Files because Kumail Nanjiani, I think, does a podcast called The X Files Files, where he watches all the episodes and then they just he talks with guests about each episode. And so Rich has been rewatching them, and that's technically been my first time watching them because uh, even the theme tune scared me when I was younger, and I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. I saw one episode when I was a kid and it was one uh, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you in terms of how it ends because I don't actually remember because I've never watched it since. Um, but it had a doll in it who kept going, I want to play. And then people's eyes would bleed and shit like that. It's terrifying. <laughs> I have yet to get that out uh, that episode. I think that I one was re- that one. I think it was written by Stephen King, if I'm not. Yeah. Mis- completely misremembering uh, but all I remember about it is just a bunch of people in a supermarket just screaming as just blood just poured from their faces and I was just like because ah! I was like 11 at the time I was going to say how old were you <laughs> yeah not, not 11 that's quite that's yeah that's understandable that's quite young especially because I was quite you know sheltered and lame mm. uh, but yeah so so how far are you into the X-Files now Um, I think we're like Almost done with season two. Uh, the last one I saw was uh, what was it? The I think it was the one about the the school where like the PTA is in a satanic cult and like the kids uh, are getting killed. Yeah, something like that. It was it wasn't bad, but um, yeah. I really liked season one better than two so far. Uh, and I guess part of the problem is those are the episodes when what's her name? Not Scully. Uh, her real name. Gillian um, Anderson. Gillian Anderson. I think she was pregnant at the time, so yeah. like they had to find a way to get rid of her. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of bored right now. <laughs> I'm hoping it picks up soon. I don't think... To think was, she, was she pregnant during season? Because she was very, very pregnant while they were shooting. And there's a, there's a few bit, it might have been towards the end of season one. And then she was... Was she absent? Has she been absent from like the start? Um, well, no, she she was there in the, from the beginning of season two. But like they'd be out in you know the city in the middle of summer. And she's wearing an overcoat. It's like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember the overcoat, big bulky overcoat. Yeah, big bulky. I'm like, no one else. Like everyone got their sleeves rolled up. What are you doing wearing an overcoat? <laughs> and then um, after a while, she gets abducted by aliens. So it's like, yeah, you know, oh, she's uh, she's just gone. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> the the main problem I have with X Files and. Well, I suppose it's not really the X Files. This is his fault. Is that um, because Rich has been watching them, but I'm not that interested ish. Mm-hmm. I've seen like episodes from like all over the shop, and I just find it really hard, especially in the later series, is, 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 to believe that Scully would still be skeptical of stuff. Because look at the shit that you have seen, woman. Like, how are you just going, nah, it's probably science or something? Like, no, <laughs> it doesn't no, make any like, sense. This- Go ahead. I think the point is that she's she's still skeptical. She's I mean she'll accept stuff that they've already seen, but she, she but she will like then go because because oh, unfortunately they don't do stories about episodes where nothing happens or where it, it turned out to be Scooby Doo kind of thing <laughs> because those would be shit episodes like they just an episode you know do an episode where they run around and oh no it's it's a balloon it's not a UFO you know <laughs> oh it's not a well it was a dog so but you have to kind of assume that that stuff's going on between the episodes we're seeing so mm-hmm. the, the stuff where she's kind of justified um, and also I, I mean and this is casting my, my my memory i was a big x-files fan but i'm at cast my memory back was mm-hmm. that um oh my god that's my phone it's a sec amateurs <laughs> shocking there's there's episode, uh, the stories where um Mulder is often wrong even though it might be something supernatural or spooky that goes on he's not always right from from the get go, so he'll assume it's vampires, and it turns out to be a cult or 
something like that. So there's there's always yeah other reasons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so but it it does get a bit. Uh, but you have to just accept like the dramatic license of you can't have them both going full on at everything. Otherwise, it, there's no kind of um, character stuff going on there. But yeah, there, there, there is a bit. She does become much more open to stuff. Uh, but generally, it's stuff that they've already seen, like the big conspiracy plot that runs through the whole big thing, which goes nowhere, sadly. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Uh, like, I can already see how it's just like, it's kind of the same thing that uh, Lost went through, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a plan, there's a plan, there's no plan. <laughs> Yeah. Although I, th- I did, you know, I kind of support Lost. I, I enjoyed that right through to the end kind of thing. I like the fact that um, a lot of people just say, oh, they didn't answer anything. Well, they do, but they po- every time they answer something, they ask another question later on. So you, you feel like um, you, you feel like you're, you're, you're never completely satisfied with answers because there's always something coming in. But with the X-Files, they clearly had no idea mm-hmm. where they were going. And they'd, not to spoil anything for you, but they kind of reveal or... or answer a few like of the big mysteries and they mm-hmm. do it in such a weak way that you don't realize that oh no that's done with like, like almost like an info dump <laughs> no just like you, you see a story that answered like for example i'll be, I'll be <laughs> careful not to spoil it with with mm-hmm. the mystery about Mold's sister about her abduction yeah i, uh, I think the next episode that's coming up so yeah so there's there's the that's a big continuous mystery about where she gone mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And you're waiting basically as a, as, as a, as a viewer, you're waiting for the big, she's back reveal at some point or whatever, you know, and they kind of deal with it, but they, they kind of deal with it in a very weedy way. But so you just assume that it's a fake out. Uh, I think, Oh, that's, that's not really the solution. We'll find out later on what, what really happened. And, uh, and you kind of get to the end of season nine. I go, okay, we've done now. <laughs> so I guess that really was what happened. And you think, oh, okay, never mind. But um, they're bringing it back next year, aren't they? Or have they I invented are, yeah. that? Yeah. Like, maybe they'll have it all tied up in a neat little package, <laughs> she says. Well, they've, they've, knowing they've that no they excuses. <laughs> at this point, it's going to be, I think it's what, a nine or 10 episode limited series. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you kind of, they've not got any excuses there, really, because they might, you know, might not be a, a second season if it doesn't do well so they kind of have to have stuff wrapped up but i'm surprised that it's actually going to be apparently again single episodes it's not going to be one big mystery i kind of assumed it would be one big thing with smaller mysteries basically like daredevil or something like that where it's one big story but, but they're saying no it's going to be little self-contained uh efforts but i don't know we'll see i'm kind of excited for it no. yeah i mean I, i'm trying like that's one reason why i'm trying to catch up you know it's the same reason why Oh, I'm glad I did it before, but I saw Twin Peaks like last summer with my wife. Mm. So I'm kind of like, all right, X-Files, Twin Peaks. I should probably watch these things. They're all like huge things everyone's always talking about. But You'll, you'll, you know, really like, catch you'll be into Roswell High next year. <laughs> I, I think I might start with um, Battlestar Galactica 78 next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah just to get I right onto the minute <laughs> i am um, i struggled with twin peaks because rich watched that not long ago i feel like that's that's dated a lot a lot worse than x-files did i couldn't watch it like some of the acting was just i was like no i'm not on board with this this is terrible <laughs> and then everybody i know who likes twin peaks stopped speaking to me for months <laughs> <laughs> well was, i'm just gonna right at the time you. I'll give it that. It was, but it was one of those things where it shouldn't have been popular at all because mm. it was so weird and off. You know, you're watching it and you're thinking, there's no way these friends of mine or these like family members should be digging this. They're just digging it because it's hip 
kind of thing, you know, you just think there's mm. no way they should be digging this at all. Uh, and then you get to, you get to season two, and then that's when like everybody kind of deserted it. This is not that's the thing. Like season one, I loved because it was like it's weird, but it's like that good kind of weird. Mm. And then season two was like, what, what is this? Like it's not even good anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they was... got me with they got me with the last episode. I'm like, what? No, I need to know what happens. Yeah, it was it was a oh, it was a bit of a fucker. And then they didn't when they didn't pay it off with the the movie as well. That was that felt like a, a kick in the teeth, also. But you know, it's uh, but it, you, you sort of forget what a, what a big a big show it was at the time, and I mean it was huge. Just like everybody kind of oh, yeah. watched it, you know, and it did um, just change like TV. I mean, there was so many kind. Of, I mean, the you know, obviously the X Files came on the uh, on the heels of it as well. So if they hadn't been Twin Peaks, I don't think X Files would have would have come on. But there were so many other kind of weird shows. Mm-hmm. Um, it came. I'm trying to think what was the other um, something Palms. Oh, oh shit! I know what you mean. Yeah, um, with with uh, Jim Belushi. I can't remember what. It was. Yeah, it was like virtual I'm reality TV and stuff. But it was. I think that just came like all this stuff. All this weird. It's like it's like the TV studio just went. Okay, what we got that's weird. What have we got that makes no sense? And just all this all this stuff just got greenlit. So it was kind of funky, you know. There was, there, it was you know kind of an exciting time. For TV, because it was all this weird shit was coming <laughs> was coming out. You know, the prisoner got a rerun and, and all that kind of stuff just because they wanted some weird shit on the telly. But yeah, so so what's happening with the with the with the the Twin Peaks the new series? Is that going ahead or was it cancelled? Or yeah, no, like it got cancelled for a while because I remember like they announced it. And they said Lynch is on board; he's doing all the episodes. And then he came out and said, "Yeah, we're not doing it anymore because blah blah blah." And then they got him back, I guess. So it is happening next year. Like between that and Ash versus Evil Dead, I'm like, I better get a cable subscription again. <laughs> Ash versus Evil Dead looks amazing. Oh my god, it looks so good. And so I'm like, I, I need this channel just for these shows because <laughs> they're both it, on. Yeah. No way, I think they're on separate channels. Hold on, let me close my door because my dog is losing his <laughs> mind. <laughs> Look, the dog's got something to say. He's let throwing in his two cents. What's your oh, dog's that's... favorite episode of X Files? <laughs> the one with the dog. <laughs> oh god, is that what? one with the dog? Remind me not to watch that one. Fucking hell. I, I don't even know. I was just joking. I don't remember. <laughs> one second, I got to put my head earbuds down. All right, that's it. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, it, it, with your little X Files rewatching, um, mm-hmm. what's been your favorite episode so far? I think it was the one, it was the first episode of season two. They go to Newark, New Jersey, which is like right here. And there's some kind of like slugman or, or uh, um, oh, the flute leech man. man. And he's like sucking people into the sewers and eating them. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. That but it's funny gross. He's, he's living in the sewer system and everything. But if you know anything about that sewer system, it's one of the most disgusting ones in the world. <laughs> it's bad. Nice. Like it's really polluted. So it's like. There's no way that thing would survive in there. What are you kidding me? It's like they didn't do their research. <laughs> I like that. That's the unbelievable part for you. Oh yeah, he yeah. definitely wouldn't live down there. Well, they're on they're on one of the streets I know, and I'm like, that street doesn't look anything like that. Not even 20 years ago. <laughs> I think my fa- like I haven't seen many episodes of the X Files because of my general fear of everything. Um, but I think of all the ones I have seen, my favorite one was probably the, the first one with tombs in it. Who's fucking terrifying as shit. Like that guy who plays him, I don't know his name, but he's a proper like Weasley arsehole looking dude anyway. He's just like, oh, so creepy. 
Who's, who's again? The the guy with the sort of stretchy powers who can like sneak into your house through oh, a vent yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. The, the guy from the Green Mile. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, I was like scared of every nook and cranny in my house the first time I saw that. I was like, oh god, what if a tombs gets in? And Richie's like, well, he, you know, he's not real for a start. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, there's not a lot of them that are just going to like creep into random houses. I'm not sure, you don't know. No, the one that got me so far was the one with um, vampires. Because I, I just don't like, like, I have no problem drawing blood. I have no problem watching a fight where someone bleeds. But when it's like fangs going into the neck, like, uh, no thanks. No. Do you know, I have a thing about stuff going into skin. Like, I can watch a surgery on the telly. Like, I've got this weird obsession with programs about people who are far too fat and have to have, like, loads <laughs> of bariatric surgery and stuff. And I can watch the whole surgery, but the instant I see, like, the scalpel going at the start or the stitches going in at the end, <sighs> like, oh, God, my knees just go all a wibbly. I can't even... Bleh, oh, just thinking well, about it, it's making me gobble. I can't watch any of that stuff at all. Any of the surgery stuff, it's just, no. Yeah, once they're inside, it doesn't bother me, but it's like needles and blood tests and that. No, no, thank you. No. Well, I'm, um... bad. No, I'm just bad for all that stuff. I mean, at the moment, I'm kind of, I'm on a bit of a 70s science fiction movie kick. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching all these old, like the pre-Star Wars stuff, basically, when it was all kind of very po-faced and lots of split screen going on. Lots of like scientists and supercomputers and all that kind of stuff. So I've watched like um, uh, the Stafford Wives and the Forbin Project um, and stuff like that. And what's on my list to watch is the Andromeda Strain, which is it's only like a PG or something. But it gave, I, when I saw it as a kid, it gave me such nightmares. Oh, God. Because, and it's only about, there's very little in it. It's just about a virus that, that comes down on a meteor that kind of kills a whole town. And it's about the scientists investigating it and going to this, like, go to this lab. And it's all it's all microscope action. There's very little and talking. It's very intelligent. And, and it's, I mean, it's Michael Crichton, so it's very hardcore science and, and medicine and kind of stuff. But there's, there's a scene at the start where they're investigating the town and they're all in the uh, all the scientists are in the like the white bacteria suits, you know, mm-hmm. which scare the shit out of me anyway. <laughs> I just find those just really really creepy anyway. Well, that just reminds me of ET and like you know that horrifying scene where they're like, oh, don't get me started on ET. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, they're trying. I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the house on my own at the moment. That's a really bad time to mention ET. It just got really dark in here. Someone sent me. <laughs> <help. laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you see like a glowy thing that could be a finger, just hope there's a finger. And Fuck then... right <laughs> off. <laughs> ET covered in spiders. Just shut your mouth while you're doing it. It's almost my birthday. You're supposed to be nice to me, you steaming great twat. <laughs> so what was I saying? Oh, they investigate the town and everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. And they find out that the, the, the bacteria has basically dried everybody out. They've turned their blood to dust. And there's a scene where they get a guy, who's, you know, a dead guy, pick up his, his arm and they kind of slice his wrist mm-hmm. in clothes with a razor. And all this powder, the blood doesn't come out. It's just red powder that crumbles out instead. Now, I saw that when I was about nine or ten and it just freaked me the fuck out and back again you know um and i had weirdest fucking nightmare and then it gave me and that gave me just a complete phobia of kind of like wrists and in that kind of so i can't stand to have my scratched or anything like that so, so yeah so but i've got that on my kind of to watch list and i'm kind of really kind of proper dreading it because yeah. it 
fucking I'm fucking forty five and I'm worried about watching a PG. Oh, and it's <laughs> come on, hold my hand, please. So it's uh, <laughs> so yeah, the weirdest shit can 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 freak you out. But it was what weirded me out more more really than the the wrist slashing dry blood incident was just the whole atmosphere of the film is just very kind of clinical. Mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. it something really disturbing about just the the sterileness of it. There's um there's a Metallica video I can't watch because it scares me. <laughs> um, and it's it's not necessarily scary. I can't remember which song it is now, but it's I'm sure it's clips from a film, and and the video is about like a guy who comes back from the war, and he's like entirely paralysed, can't talk, can't move, can't communicate with anybody in any fashion at all, and. They're keeping him alive because that's what doctors and shit do. Mm-hmm. But hes you can just hear his internal monologue of how he just straight up wishes they'd kill him because he's just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. what the I'm... actual fuck is my life? Yeah. And, uh, oh, God, it's so scary. And when the video ends with him just going, S-O-S, oh, my God, burned into my nightmares. <sighs> uh, yeah, I remember that. I know that song. It's based on a true story. It's based about a real guy. Yeah, it's horrendous and it makes me feel proper sad and also terrified. Or something like that. It's, yeah. Ooh, it's it stressful. Is, you don't want to think about it too much. Yeah, why are we talking about it, guys? <laughs> um, how about a little nugget of something less terrifying? Lee, go. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, the thing I want to talk about, well, I say talk. I mean rant. <laughs> uh, Fear the Walking Dead. That's more like it. Cheerful. <laughs> now, I've got a very up and down relationship with the Walking Dead TV series. I love the comic. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's still a huge event for me. Every time the new book comes out, uh, I'll turn my phone off and stuff. And now I sort of have a, a synchronized read with a friend of mine. So when we get the books, we sort of put like an hour aside and go, OK, we're going to read this together. And then we'll have a chat about it afterwards. So it's a big event when the graphic novels come out. The TV series is one of the most uneven TV <laughs> You can say that again. <laughs> when it's good, it's fantastic. When it's not, it is the dullest, boringest wish There was ever. an episode where literally nothing happened, but they walked around until it rained and they went in a barn. And I was just like, why am I doing this to myself? I wish I was dead. I know, the last season I really liked, I know a lot of people... I had quibbles with the last season. I think that was in the last season. But I thought the last season was the most... There was like two dud episodes back-to-back. When it came back, after the Christmas break, they had two dud episodes. I think that was one of them. Mm-hmm. The other one was when certain major character died, and they just milked that Ugh. for the whole episode. And it was just... Rather than being dramatic, it was just dull. It was like, this just... and they had like Nobody goat. cared. <laughs> it was like, I was just fucking kill him already. And it was... And it just didn't work. Now, I normally like stories that like play with narrative and that will take something that would normally be like a five-minute scene and then blow it up into into an hour and stuff like that, or an episode that's all like... like There was a famous episode of St. Elsewhere, which is like a medical drama that was just set in the characters' dreams that was just really nice. And like there's an episode... I think it was an episode of MASH as well that did like a dream episode. And there was... So I, I like that stuff when they play with stuff. But you have to... You still have to do it well. It's not good enough just to go, hey, we're, good, we're just going to do an episode that's just an hallucination or the guy leading <laughs> to death on the floor. Because that sounds good, but you still have to do something interesting with it. Mm-hmm. Last season, yeah, I thought they did pretty well, except for these two two episodes. Because I was like, oh, you know, they can, they can do half a good season. And then either it starts off 
with the first half of the season shit, and then they really pull it back for the second half of the season because they split it, don't they, mm-hmm. over 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 Christmas? And that's all it, well, it's been. They can they can manage half a season, and then the other half is just bollocks. But <laughs> last season, I thought they did really well. They did apart from these two episodes in the middle, actually pretty good, consistent season. Then of course, then they announced the the you know the prequel that nobody wanted, Fear the Walking Dead, which was going to flash back to show you how the, the zombie infestation started, which nobody fucking cares about but you know you could do a decent i don't want to know it's well the whole I, I love knowing about everything that happened before that's inconsequential <laughs> <laughs> you were the first episode of fucking fear the walking dead shit the bed i didn't even get through it <laughs> you didn't even get to the bad part the really shit part <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was the fucking bad part well i think at the screen where they 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 Oh, just, Spoil it, I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to go back to it. It's not happening. No, no. I've, I've watched three and I thought, oh, okay. Three? Fucking hell. You're a better man than me. Really, I've got some kind of sadomasochistic tendencies. <laughs> I had because I've watched like the third one and just thought, well, what the fuck are you doing this to yourself? You know, just set fire to your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's extreme. You fall quicker. I won't have to do it like another 10 times for the rest of the season. But it was, yeah, it has just got, and it should be good. It should be good. Not. And I don't understand why it's not. I understand why it's not. It's because they've taken a bunch of characters that nobody's met before, written yeah. them really badly so nobody cares, and then made them really stupid so you care even less. They are. And, uh, <laughs> they're so stupid. There's like, I mean, I only got like halfway through the first episode, so I didn't actually see all that much of the stupidity, but all the tweets and stuff from people that I know that are like, why is this person in the middle of what is blatantly a zombie outbreak putting the trash out? Yeah. Why are you fucking doing that? <laughs> what is... What's why? Um, yeah. And there's that like Johnny Depp lookalike who's possibly the worst actor I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Oh, the the, the druggy. A sentient fart to do a better job. <laughs> he is awful. Oh, He's the worst TV character I can ever remember. He's just so awful, and I don't... such lazy writing as well because it's like, oh, the first person to notice the zombie apocalypse, let's make him a drug addict so no one believes him and it seems like a surprise later. It's like, and well, then that's so gets... lazy. And then he just kind of, it's so inconsistent because he kind of gets over it. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, like, no, I'm okay. Yeah, no, I'm fine, yeah. And then all of a sudden he has a kind of, I don't know, some kind of breakdown go, fucking zombies! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Can't. Oh, I don't want to slag off the actor, but he's the worst. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the scene where he meets up spoilers, sorry where he meets up, he's on the run uh, he's, he's, he's escaped I remember, I was going to re-watch it and just couldn't be fucking arse, sorry no, don't do that to yourself <laughs> I was going to re-watch it, but I didn't where he, he meets up with his, his mate stroke dealer in like a coffee shop and he's, and he's trying to get like drugs off, off this guy and each it's I don't know what they were trying to achieve. But he starts breaking down and starts like hugging the guy. <laughs> and and we're just thinking, this is supposed to be dramatic, because I'm grinning my fucking face off. And you just think this is just terrible. And then there's a scene after that where his parents kind of catch up with him and he's if I remember right, he's killed the drug dealer friend character, and obviously he's come back as a zombie. And they they and they try and kill him, but he's a zombie, so he doesn't go down kind of thing and he keeps getting back up and it just becomes absurd it's not like scary it just becomes like hilarious 
Do you, th- do you think they were aiming for like a, a Shaun of the Dead thing as opposed to? <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking of. As soon as he started saying all that, I'm like, it's just Shaun of the Dead. Like, no one believes him because he's a loser or whatever. And, and so I, I think the first episode sets up all this backstory and spends a hell of a lot of time on this junkie son character being a junkie. And you're just thinking, well, why why are we being told? Why do we spend so much time on this when once the zombie apocalypse happens, this is all gone anyway? It's all. Mm-hmm. All wasted information, and some of these characters are going to have to die. Like yeah. we can't just keep because one of the things that's driving me crazy about the main Walking Dead series at the moment is, and it's happening a little bit in the comics as well, is that it keeps bringing in new characters to kill off because they've gotten to a point where they're like, well, we can't kill Daryl or Michonne or Rick or Carl, so who are we really let to know what to do <laughs> now? So they just keep bringing in characters that no one gives a blues fuck about. To just murder them, and no one cares about that either. Like, and that's that. That makes me really cross. And so I feel like Fear the Walking Dead. You're going to introduce all these new characters to us, and at least half of them have to die at some stage because they're not all living through the zombie mm. apocalypse. Especially as fucking stupid as they all seem to be. I just don't like. If you don't kill off half of them, then it makes absolutely no fucking sense. <laughs> like, I just I can't get behind this show at all. I tried it. Yes, you got a really good cast there. There's some really proper good actors in there. You know, you've got, um, what's his name? Um, good Rube. one. <laughs> uh, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, these guys, you know, you recognise them. They're good, you know, character actors and stuff. You know, Cliff Curtis, who you'd, you, you'd recognise him from, from, from other stuff. So you think, well, we've got a decent cast here, but the, the, but the writing is just so moronic. Mm. It, there, was, there was actually a good bit. I don't want to slag it off too much. There was actually a good bit in episode three. The neighbours have been zombified, right? And there's, there's, I think she's like Chinese. And it's like, so this Chinese old lady kind of behind the fence, kind of doing the uh, moany thing and trying to put her hand through the fence and blah, blah. And they, they, they go, they, they don't know they're zombies at this time. They just think they're kind of badly infected. And the, 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 the female lead, the mother character, wants to go out there with a hammer and kind of kill the neighbour. <laughs> they talk her out of it. So they leave, they leave the, the, the neighbour there, sort of bumbling and bouncing against the, the fence like a like a computer character caught in a glitch, you know? <laughs> or me trying to play Resident Evil. <laughs> and then, so and then later on, as they're leaving, they're going, let's get the fuck out of Dodge. So they're Paul Pile in the car. Wait they're waiting for Dawn, as in the time of day, not a character called Dawn. So <laughs> and as they're driving off, the neighbour the neighbour's husband comes back. He's been on a trip and didn't know what the fuck's going on. So he comes back and hi honey, I'm home sort of thing and he goes into the back garden and sees his wife who he sees as just really fucked up and ill looking and she walks towards him zombie style with her arms out and him instead of recalling horror or just going oh shit and hitting her over the head because it's his wife and he's concerned he actually puts his arms out and goes to give her a hug which I thought was really, really done actually um, and I was like oh fuck because you think yeah you would if you're you know you see your, your wife there looking fucked up and ill you'd and put in her arms out you would go to them because you don't know they're fucking zombies but that was the one the one <laughs> that was the one good bit and it didn't even sound that good so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i am no, glad i have washed my hands of this <laughs> yeah so at this point i just thought i mean there's the whole thing about it. they're in, they're in the house waiting because the family split up the husband's gone off to find his his son who's with his estranged ex-wife the, the rest of the family's wife and his other two kids are in the in the house playing Monopoly, I shit you not. 
That seems appropriate. So they're just waiting. Where, where's Daddy? She'll be back by now. Oh my God, I hope he's okay. So they're all there waiting for to come back. You know, there's weird noises outside. They, there's, there's fires on the horizon. There's screams and gunshots in the in the distance and all this kind of freaking out. And then there's a dog scratches at the door. They let the dog in because you do. And then they look out and they see like one of the across the road neighbors who's been zombified walking over towards them. At this point, out the fucking blue, one of them says, oh, someone's said the neighbor's got a shotgun. Let's go get it. And with no discussion at all, they all fucking hightail it out the house. And I'm screaming at this, at the, <laughs> this telly, going, don't leave the fucking house. Do you know, this... This is such a thing that drives me mad with Walking Dead. Is like I can I can understand it more in the later series because a lot of people have died. But in the first series, it seemed like within about two fucking months, everywhere was deserted. Like everybody had gone. Shit, there's zombies outside. I better leave my house and just left everything there for looters to get because they keep going into houses and finding stuff they can have. And I'm like, hold on though. If I was in that house, I would only leave at the point that I've run out of food. And, and like medicines and stuff and I have to go outside that is the only point I'm leaving my fucking house because it's yeah. not it's not a flipping you know prison or anything that well secured but it's better than being out fucking doors <sighs> people make me cross <laughs> I think the thing with Fear the Walking Dead is that I quite liked the mystery of where did this virus come from and what does like I, I like not knowing that i like the fact that walking dead just threw us into i woke up in hospital one day and shit had hit the fan holy crap uh, and that was it so to have this like sort of start coming along and explaining it to me like i, I don't want it explained so i'm just not gonna watch it thanks it was yeah it's, it's a bit like i say i've just thought okay time to time to leave it alone because i don't want to be one of these guys who, who stick? I mean, I, I mean, you do it because sometimes you just hold out hope and hold out hope. But I don't want to be just watching every week and just slagging it off on Twitter every week. Mm. That's how I feel about The Walking Dead now. But every time I'm, I'm like, no, it's got this one last episode, and if it doesn't hook me, I'm pissing off. It then hooks me, and I'm like, ah, oh, why? So I yeah. can't. I can't. It, that that Walking Dead's like fucking. It's the comics the same because I think. For me, like every reading it in individual issues as I am, every like fifth issue is a really good one, <laughs> but the ones in between are just like, <sighs> yeah, that's like, what I get. Because I'll, I'll read it and I love it, and I'll just think, well, I think I just read an issue there because you get the splash page at the start and like the splash page at the end. I thought, fuck all happened there, really. So, yeah. I mean, um, like, this isn't really spoiling anything for you because it's it's not like there's a bit where they sort of start a community and there's a good like five or six issue stretch where it's just them sorting out regular, normal, boring person stuff like, okay, how are we going to farm the vegetable patch that we've just put in the back garden and like who's going to be in charge of horses and who's going to... See, that I like that stuff. Not, not for five individual issues, because <laughs> you go for like five months thinking, fuck all has happened, what am I paying for you for? And yeah, you that's, throw I had the same your iPad out the with, What was it? Because I'm reading like some of the Marvel stuff in like the reprints, mm-hmm. in like the Pinionee UK reprints. And I was reading like the Captain America stuff with the, where he, he's in Dominion Z and stuff like that. And there was like the Thor with the God Killer story. And that, if I'd read those as books, that would have been quite good. But because, I mean, they lasted like, a year they were like 10 part 12 part stories and fuck all happened from month and it just just dragging out and dragging out and dragging out and at a certain point you get to like say part six and you think okay i'm ready for this to wrap up now and i'm ready to move on to another story 
And at that point, it becomes insufferable. Like month after, oh please, just fucking finish, just <laughs> finish. No, I, I know what you mean. Like I like those Look. little, you know, like when it's just a day in the life story. Like nah, everything needs to be the end of the world over and over again. I like it, but it's such a fine line, yeah. getting it to be good single and collected. Mm. And that that's what drives me nuts. I'm like, come on, you're better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I say, with with a long story like that, if that had been, because um, that would have been over two books, so mm-hmm. that's where of your life. So that's okay. You read that and turn, and you're done. Stretched over like twelve months, and it just becomes a you know a nightmare. And I don't want to get onto another kind of comics aren't as good as they used to be kind of. <laughs> thing. But, it, but we're all getting old now, so we can. But fuck it, I'm forty five. <laughs> Yeah, it's just think, yeah, I mean, they're, they're ridiculously expensive now. Single issue comics are just stupidly expensive. I mean, you're talking nearly three quid, mm-hmm. and and they 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 they're shorter than ever. It's not now like a, a complete episode, even like because I mean, I, I think back to like comics when in the eighties when I was um, when I was a kid. You had even even continuing stories that it was a complete issue in itself. Even if it, the story carried on, there was a complete. Oh yeah, exactly. It was a complete but, episode. Whereas now you get the feeling a single issue is just part of an episode, and mm-hmm. is the is the book is the is the is the episode, and you're just getting a chapter each month, and you just kind of think, oh, it, it just gets a bit infuriating. That's why I always go back to Justice League Unlimited, best kind of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Every episode was self-contained, but it evolved, it moved the story forward. Yeah, you know, we need more writing like that. Yeah, and it, it and it just. You know, because I I I loved like the Marvel and DC characters, and I want to, but I just find them less and less accessible. And I suppose that's fair because like I'm an old guy now, so they they should be for for the for if there was a younger generation coming in of kids reading them, then fair dues. But I don't feel like that's what they're doing terribly well. Marvel is a little bit, I think, with now with stuff like Ms. Marvel and and that there's a feeling that there is a new generation of readers coming in there. But um, but a lot of stuff, and again, we just all the events. You know, event after an event after an event. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, who are you selling these to? I've got event fatigue. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a fine line. Oh, definitely event fatigue. I think it's a fine line, though, um, between you know, you want to get new people in, but you do want to keep selling. Because, like, you know, I like I love the idea behind DCU, but you know, if a book's not selling, you they can't keep it going. Like, it's expensive to make. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but after paying all the talent. And all the people on staff to do everything and printing and all that stuff. It's like I know it's expensive, but it's like there's got to be a way to do it. I I always thought the way it should be done is less books and the books you do have are bigger mm-hmm. with multiple stories. So it's like Batman would be Batman, Robin, and like Hawkman. You know, like get people to read the, the characters they don't normally read by putting them in another book. Yeah, I mean, I was I can't remember who it was who suggested it now, but I kind of focused on on Twitter. I mean, I don't know if you know, but like the UK comic system in the, mm-hmm. like the kid and the 70s, ages, they, 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 you had lots of different like weeklies because they all come out weekly. They're all anthologies. Mm-hmm. And what they do was if, if, if a, if a total was flagging in sales, rather than cancel it outright, they then merge it with another, with another, with another similar comic. So there was a comic called like Tornado when the, mm-hmm. when the, when, when the sales on that flag, they merged it with 2000 AD and that became 2000 AD and Tornado for a couple of, you know, months, and mm-hmm. then strongest or most popular characters strips from that would transfer over into the new amalgam comic. So theoretically, you get in the readership of the of 2000 AD. Then all the kids who were reading Tornado 
would then transfer over. So you get like the two groups and you should theoretically get more. Reasons. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And and this this guy on Twitter said, well, imagine if like Marvel and DC did that, where they mm-hmm. took they're all single characters. You get amazing like combinations of just of characters who wouldn't necessarily. I mean, like with like, like Power Man and Iron Fist back in the eighties, when mm-hmm. that was deliberate, they were always decided they were going to put those two characters shouldn't go together really at all. You you just got two separate like a martial arts thing and a black exploitation thing, and they just threw them together and it worked. I just think, what if they did that? And that was like the standard practice going, okay, uh, Hawkman's really flagging now. We'll merge it with Robin or something like that. So you've got these weird team-ups and stuff. I mean, it could, you could get a lot of disaster, but you, know, you figure there's got to be a lot of potential, like Zatanna and Catwoman and stuff like that. You know, that all of a sudden they're a duo. Sorry, um, sorry to just like butt in, but I've just had a message pop up on Skype to say that there's a problem with this call and they're trying to get it back. But I can still hear you guys. Okay, yeah. Is Ta- Taylor, are you still there? That's where the problem is. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hang up and try again. I think. Okay. Sorry. Oh, hold on. No. Sorry, I'm here. I'm are back. you back? Oh, good. I, I don't, don't know what happened. My, my internet dropped out. Ah, uh, well, at least hopefully we'll have got everything Lee was just saying because uh, my my recorder seems to still be recording. So, oh, phew. Carry I, on. <laughs> the last thing I, I know, you're saying um, Power Man and Iron Fist shouldn't work, and I was saying, but they do. Yeah, and then I, I, so. I was just saying it'd be interesting to get like if you had combinations of that, like 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 Hawkman, if Hawkman comics flag it, they'd merge it with Robin or like Zatanna and Catwoman, and you have all these weird yeah. combinations, you know. And you just think it might be, I just think it might be quite quite an interesting thing to do. Uh, but I, I, I do just think there's just too many. I mean, I remember I used to be able to buy everything that DC put out and everything that Marvel put out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and you just, I, I couldn't even afford to get like a third of what DC put out there. Um, when I was buying stuff, like when I had no comps from work, I think I was getting most of the main DC line, mm-hmm. maybe give or take 10 bucks. And it was costing me about $140 a month, something like that, mm-hmm. which is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I was, I mean, I was being big into like the indie. I, I kind of drifted away from Marvel and DC a good few years mm-hmm. back. I mean, I'd pick up, like the fringe stuff, like Irredeemable Ant Man and, and and stuff like that, you know. And She Hulk was really good at, you know, the dance light stuff. So I, 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 I'd had my kind of like a toe in there, but just the, the big stuff that I just didn't touch. So it was, yes, yeah, so I, I was kind of really into like the indie stuff for a long time. And I kind of drifted away. From, eventually, I just drifted away from Marvel altogether. And I, I mean, a few years ago, I made a, lot of a conscious decision right, I'm going to go to, to Nostalgia and Comics. I'm going to go and pick up like five. I'm going to do it old school, like I'm a kid walking into like a news agent and just picking covers I like. Just picking, you know, the, the covers that appeal to me, the one that looks like the most action packed or the funniest or whatever. And I'm just going to pick five of each and just see what, what's going on. And I actually went in the comic shop, saw how much they cost, and I didn't fucking five of like, No way. I just, you know, and it was just. Well, and you got one of each and left. <laughs> And I just went, no, screw that. And it just went, that was the quickest experiment ever. How <laughs> can I afford it? Forget about it. You know, it was just nuts. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny that, you know, comics used to be a cheap hobby. And it was cheap in a, in a derogatory. Oh, that was just cheap trash, you know. But it was a cheap hobby. It was a pocket money hobby, you know. Mm. But it's really not that now. If you're not like, you know, a grown adult with a job, then you can't afford to be, to read comics no. anymore, you know. 
it's uh it's and it does kind of just drive me kind of it is like a bit of a, a bugbear because i've got you know nieces and and, and, mm-hmm. and who've got kids and i want to buy them comics and stuff like that and you just find there's so little because you, know, you want i want to hook the next generation i fucking love comics and i want to hook them and get them into comics and there's so little there to actually to, to you yeah, really have to fucking look and oh, yeah. stuff out you know and try and find stuff it, we do what, sound what? properly old now guys <laughs> i know I no but yeah, let me like, get up <laughs> i wish people would embrace digital more like mm. you know especially if you can actually price them at a fair price like a dollar for a digital comic i would totally pay that and buy 20 30 40 comics like mm. that's reasonable yeah. when 40 comics only gets me 10 that's mm. uh, 40 only gives me 10 comics i've um i've sort of flip-flopped on digital comics because when they first came out i was like no nothing better than a comic in your hands flapping around in the breeze and yeah and the smell and and i was all over excited um but then i sort of had to go digital for at least a few things uh, i've sort of gone like half digital and then like a quarter trade and then a quarter floppies that I still want to get. And uh, I, I kind of love digital comics, actually, because I can just take my little skinny iPad to work and have like a hundred things to read. <laughs> exactly. and, uh, and I can zoom in and I can like properly look at stuff and appreciate because the, the thing I love about digital comics is something I've never even thought to do with actual comics, which is like really appreciate the artwork and the and the effort and things that go in because sometimes i find myself properly like zooming in and really paying attention to like singular panels and stuff which normally i would just look at and go that's nice and then carry on reading so digital comics have actually taught me to appreciate actual comics in a much better way i think the the, the only problem for me is i do wish they were cheaper because it seems like chopping the printing costs out seems like it should make it a fair bit cheaper i don't know maybe that's just me and my lack of comics business sense I mean, um, it, it should make it cheaper. I, I think the biggest problem is that they're trying to not upset the retailers, but it's like, you really don't, like, in a way, you really don't owe the retailers anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, as, as a company, like, you're the business, you have to do what's best to get your product in the most hands possible. I would think that they would just, you know, all right, here, they're a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I've kind of dabbled with, but I don't own an iPad, so anytime, if I want to read it, it's on my laptop or something which is a completely different mm. experience and it's it's not as convenient or you know but i'm, I'm a real philistine anyway i do like you know a paper comic oh, no, I, I, really yeah. I was gonna say what i tend to do is if i read a comic digitally that i really really like then i'll stick the trade on one as on wish list and then do little delightful puppy dog faces at people just before my birthday like, mm, 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 comics why are your eyes so big right now <laughs> I'm being adorable. Are you looking over? Are you doing the looking over the glasses thing? Yeah, uh, no, because that's sexy, not adorable. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn, like. Anyway. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I've realised how long we've been rambling already, and I haven't even touched upon like the one thing I really wanted to talk about, <clears throat> which surprisingly isn't Rick and Morty. So I'm sorry, I'm just derailing our conversation now. <laughs> hope you don't mind i saw a film <clears throat> the other day that i'd not heard of until rich said do you want to watch this film and i was like yeah i don't care put it on then why don't you um and it's called turbo kid have either of you seen heard of no okay well it's um i don't know if you remember a couple of episodes ago i was talking about this horrendous horror film called the abcs of death which was just like the worst um <laughs> well this film is actually a the idea of it 
came from somebody's submission to the ABCs of death but didn't make it in. And it's a Canadian action horror movie. <laughs> if that doesn't sell you on it straight away, I don't know what fucking will. Um, and it's about this kid who's... It's set in 1997, but it's like a post-apocalyptic 97 in the sense that there's been like an acid rain-style apocalypse and there's like no drinkable water and then Michael Ironside plays this like evil guy who controls all the water uh which I'm not gonna spoil in terms of like how he gets the water considering there's an acid rain situation going on because it's gross but also awesome when you find out but it's uh it's about this kid who absolutely loves this comic called Turbo Man or Turbo Rider Turbo Rider that's what he's called and he comes across uh, a turbo rider outfit that actually works with like working weapons and stuff and decides to just sort of like wage a, a one-man war against tyranny and it's um it's insane and i loved it when i say it's insane i mean like for, for because the apocalypse thingy happened in like the late 80s the only music they've got access to is like stuff that came out in the 80s it's like got proper like cheesy like karate kid style soundtrack which is amazing absolutely love it's like mad max on bmx's it's like if you took mad max and, and and made tom hardy into like a youngish kid on a bike and put a bird on a bike as well and just threw them pair at michael ironside being a dick i mean that's what this film is but um it's Hello? it took such a weird turn because like i don't want to i don't want to say too much because it'll spoil it but it was genuinely one of the most surprising films i've seen in a really long time and in such a good way but it's definitely I, I feel like I'm bigging it up and there are going to be people who will not like where it goes. <laughs> so I kind of want to like, I don't want to say anything, but I also kind of do because I don't want people to go into this on my recommendation and then go, oh, my eyes. I thought it was really good. It's gory. It's really gory. Uh, hilariously so. It's a really good film. Sort of came at me from nowhere and I was just like, yes, by the end of it. So that was a like, good thing. It's, a, it's been a long time since I've come out of a film, aside from Mad Max, and just gone, oh my god, yeah, and just got really overexcitable. So, thumbs up to Turbo Kid. Well, and you actually sat through it, even though you're a big wuss and everything scares you. Well, the thing is, not everything scares me. Uh, I can get through some things in life. like, And I tend to be okay with movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for some reason, I don't know what it is about me. There's only certain things that sc- there are a lot of things that scare me in real life, but only some of that translates into not being able to watch them on films either. Oh, oh do you want to hear a terrifying story? Um, Always. I went to the Harry Potter studio tour thing a couple of weeks ago, and there's just really? a, there's just a room with an Aragog in it. Fuck's sake! I almost died. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But, you know, have you, have you never seen Harry Potter? There's, um, you know, Shelob from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Just imagine that, but with the name Aragog. Okay. Shit my pants. Shit my pants. He's just there hanging from the ceiling. This kid was crying. I don't want to go in there, mum. And uh, <laughs> the mum was like, we kind of have to. There's only one way to get round the tour, and it's like through this room. And I was just going, I don't want to go in there either. Small child help. <laughs> uh, yeah, terrifying. I'll be through. Stressful. Anyway, Turbo Kid, you should all watch it. It's good. It's good, isn't it? But it is, uh, it's, it's insane. Be prepared for insanity, that's what I'll say. I'm told. I'm told with Michael Einstein, to be honest, I just can't not watch anything with him in it. He's very good. He's very good in it. Wait, have you ever seen Highlander 2? No. Yeah. (laughs) That's something you can't watch with him in it. Yeah. I can't watch it again. I watched it first. (laughs) You watched it once. Yeah, I watched it the once. That was enough. Adoration only takes you so far. Why do you have to remind us of Highlander 2? (laughs) 
having not seen Highlander it. One, I don't know what you're talking about. So that you're missing out on. You really yeah. should watch Highlander One. You oh. could you could quite easily hate Highlander Two without ever seen, having seen. It. <laughs> Look, you can watch that movie without watching one, and it still won't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's 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 budget. <laughs> yeah. Pardon me. Sorry, Sorry, I apologise. I um, I drank a lot of tea and then for some reason thought lime made would be a good idea. Well, you know, it's a, <laughs> if, if you don't belch, fart or hiccup or snot at some point during the episode, we'd think you're an imposter. How dare you? I've never farted on air, have I? <laughs> 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 to be fair, my microphone does pick up so many noises. I'd be very surprised, actually, if I haven't accidentally farted on air at least once. I'm, I'm pretty sure you parted more than once during the 24-hour thing. Oh, God, definitely. But come on, give her a break on that one. It's 24 hours. <laughs> hey, am I good? Honestly, my bowels could not cope with the uh, all the energy drinks for, like, days after that episode. Uh, so stressful. I'm doing it again next year, though, guys, because I'm a fucking lunatic. Oh, you know, I'm already signed up. I've already volunteered. <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, I'll join you if, you if you'll have me. Of course. I've got my eye on lots of like super famous people that I'm not going to get, but I'll try. <laughs> but you, you'll get me who's not famous and not important. You're, you're pretty famous, pretty important. <laughs> Only in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're important to us, Taylor. Oh. Um, I feel like I've really derailed the episode now. Um, <laughs> was there anything else you guys wanted to, uh, to chat about? Because I've only got yeah. one other thing and it is Rick and Morty based and I feel like I should probably shut up about it, to be honest, but I won't. Yeah, I've got well, I've got one thing I want to talk about. Go for it's it. my turn or is it Taylor's turn? Taylor's no, you, go, you go first. Go first. Um, Please, I, I just want to plug, uh, I, read, I had a comic sent to me through the post called uh, The Cauliflower Field by an artist called Enoki, and it's gorgeous. It's a, it's just phenomenally gorgeous and really kind of disturbing. I guess you kind of call it like a philosophical... It's yeah, on, on, the, on, like, on, the, uh, on the spectrum of comics, it's well down towards the arty mm-hmm. spectrum rather than the commercial story-based stuff. But it's, it's amazing. It's, the story is kind of, it's kind of like a trippy, dreamy, philosophical thing where there's no real plot or real involved story, at least not in this. It's like chapter one. But it's it starts off with these two kind of serpent girls walking through these fields of flowers, discussing um, like Hugh Grant and 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 then they find a dead body, and then we. <laughs> what? So, you know, it is. It's not fucking Batman. You know what I mean? It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking. Yeah. So, but it is really trippy, and it's it, the way it's drawn. It's very intricate, kind of sort of manga style ish a bit. But also, it's got a very kind of European, and it's it's very detailed and, and clear lines, all in black and white. But it's really clever in that it's been done. I mean, the book itself, as an artifact, is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's a paper hand that's kind of bound in to the back cover that folds over and grips the front cover, which is just fucking bizarre. I need to see this later. <laughs> With, I'll, I'll I'll have to put a photo up on on Twitter. I think I've already put a photo up on Twitter, but I'll put it on again. It's got like an eyeball drawn in the palm and an eyeball drawn on the back. Um, and the, the way it's drawn, the actual way the story is drawn, is it's like an A5 square bound, like guest. Uh, but it's that you only get like one or two panels on a page, and they'll be quite small on the page, and the rest of the page is just solid black. So you get a real feeling, almost like a voyeuristic vibe off it, that you're like you're peeking through, like into 
I don't want to sound too arty farty, but like you're like you're peeking into the subconscious of the of the artist, or you're peeking into this other world through like a small hole. But it's yeah, it's just really kind of moved me, really phenomenal, very kind of slightly disturbing, but kind of beautiful at the same time, and just trippy. Where you just think, I, I I'm not sure what's what's going on, but you know, I want to bring on not chapter two. But Lisa Anoki's just got a beautiful, beautiful drawing style. There's, she's got a website. I, I know her off of um, off of Twitter. I follow her on Twitter, which is at Anoki underscore arts. Enoki being E-N-O-K-I. And her website is Anoki.eu. And just like phenomenal kind of erotic, but also horrific kind of art style, uh, which is well worth checking out. But uh, but yeah, that was that was the thing. That was the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is this, this um, book. She's got a... I was talking to her today. She's got like a going to have a table at Thought Bubble in uh, is it October, November? November. So yeah, if, if you're at Thought Bubble, check out. Um, I don't think she's got an online shop at the minute, but uh, yeah, if you can go talk to her on on Twitter, check out the website and have a look at. If you go to Thought Bubble, check out her table and buy. Have a look at her stuff and, and buy some stuff. But it's it's amazing. She does these tiny little. I don't know if she sells them. Or she just does them for as an exercise. These tiny little watercolour paintings which are about the size of a, of a large stamp um, and she included one in with the book um, and she'll be putting these things up on these, these watercolour paintings up on, on Twitter and you just think oh they're gorgeous but I didn't realise how tiny they are she must be drawing them with a fucking pin but like, they're amazing it's phenomenal stuff but yeah beautiful work um, definitely worth having a look at and that concludes my thing and <laughs> somebody else can talk now Tyler well I've got some stuff I want to talk about but it's stuff I'm kind of working on so I don't know if you guys want to Wait till the end for that. That's up to you. I don't mind. Yeah, fine. I don't know if you guys saw, I've been promoting the hell out of this Kickstarter up until this week, uh, Strange Wit. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some of the pages. It's gorgeous. I can't wait for everyone to look at this. It's insane. Just the scope of this project is awesome. You know, like, uh, how familiar are you guys with that? I don't know if you guys just, like, glanced at it or actually looked at it and pledged. Uh, yeah, I had a look and I want, you know, watch the watch the video and um, and stuff. Yeah, it does look really, really interesting. A backstory to it, and uh, and like I like the. I was working on one of the shorts like this week, and it's just like, oh my god, this is awesome! Like I, I just, I'm so giddily excited. I want to show everybody, but it's like not mine to show. I'm like, come on, <laughs> we got to get this done now. And then the cool thing is, I'm doing a lot of heavy metal stuff right now, so that's gonna be fun. But like, it's all stuff. These these are the things I'm reading. This stuff I'm working on. I can't tell anybody. <laughs> When it comes out, just go pick them up. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> like the magazine, Heavy Metal Magazine? Well, um, you know how they're doing their own books now, like their own comics? Oh, yeah. I'm working with one on one with uh, Donnie Cates and Dylan Burnett, uh, Interceptor, which is like base vampires, <laughs> which is awesome. Nice. <laughs> and then um, I'm doing one that's a, it's a tie-in to a movie, um, Necropolis or Narcopolis. I don't know. I, I just look at them. I don't actually say words out loud anymore. Um, <laughs> but it's like a time travel story. And it's really, really gorgeous. But yeah, like, like holy shit, I'm doing heavy metal stuff. And it's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, that's all I've really been reading. I'm like, I want to show everybody now. I honestly don't know how you guys contain yourselves when, like, writing, drawing, lettering. Like, I would just be... I'd, I'd be the absolute worst because I'd probably be all over Twitter going, oh, my God, this is so good, but I can't show you it all day. Having well, stress. That was the nice thing about working with other people in a studio. It's like, oh, my God, look at this, because, you know, no one's going to say anything. It's just in the studio, everyone's going to see it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
now I'm all lonely. So I'm like, I, I, I want to tell people, but if I put it online, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, that must be infuriating because you'll be working on something for months and months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, and just like, you know, if you can't talk about it, then you've got, you know, nothing to talk. <laughs> to talk I know, about. yeah, that's because, like I said, this is all I ever read anymore because, you know. When I'm not working on comics, the last thing I want to do is read more. Yeah. So just like, ah, uh, this is great, and I can't tell anyone. That's so stressful because I'm the kind of person who, the instant I read something, if I really like it, I'm all over the uh, the pile of Facebook group. Of or like course. when I watch TV shows as well, I'm just like, holy shit, did you see that? Because I can't contain myself. Okay, if I was working on a TV show, forget it. I'd just be like, everyone, look at this, and just post videos of everything. <laughs> This is, uh, you know, this is where all the TV execs listen to this and go, oh, let's not hire that guy then. Because <laughs> there's so many TV execs listening to this. I don't need that job. Factor <laughs> <laughs> of, of the listenership. <laughs> I, you guys know this because I think it was you, you pair that I was talking to yesterday on Facebook. But uh, I decided that because I'm turning 30 on Saturday, that I'm going to change my life goal from being an extra in Doctor Who, which is never going to happen. But I just like to have really unattainable, ridiculous goals because imagine if it ever did fucking happen. Holy shit. I'm, I'm changing it from being an extra in Doctor Who to being a voice in Rick and Morty. So uh, if there are any TV execs listening, I mean, this is a pretty great accent, isn't it? Yeah. No. All right. Fine. What else? <laughs> Thank you for, for, for Rick and Morty, actually, because I wouldn't be watching it. Oh, my God. Mate, I am, like, legitimately obsessed. And I'm not I'm not jokingly it, using the term obsessed when I say it's that. scary now, to be honest. It, it is. is. I'm scaring myself. I The other day, I willingly looked at Rick and Morty fan fiction. And I, <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it. And I don't know why I kept looking. And just, just to any fan fiction writers who are out there listening, right, it's absolutely fine if you want to write something from stuff that you love. Can we please just stop making Rick and Morty fuck? They're family. <laughs> Guys. Okay, that's what fan fiction's all about. Guys, it, like, fan fiction is, I've discovered, like half the people wanting to make characters fuck and the other half wanting to make characters dead. Those are the only, <laughs> like, the only, and oh my God, there's so many fan fictions in which Rick kills himself or Morty kills himself, which then makes Rick kill himself. I was just like, oh, I can't, <laughs> what's, why am I still, uh, um, <laughs> Because the thing is, a friend of mine said, why don't you write some actually good Rick and Morty fan fiction? I was like, well, A, no, because literally nobody that I've come across can write Rick at all, aside from the people that are writing Rick in the show. But also there's the fact that if I wrote any Rick and Morty fan fiction, there's literally zero way that I'd go, oh, the rest of the world needs to read this and put it on the internet because that's crazy person behaviour. Sorry, guys. Um, don't worry, you're going to get to it. Like the next step after reading it is writing it. <laughs> it's not, no, because I this this the, the other thing I was going to talk about was the Rick and Morty comic. And um, whilst it's really, really good, like the problem that I have, and I had the same problem with the Invader Zim comic as well, which was also from um, Oni Press, is that um, the th- one one of the main things that makes Rick and Morty so great is the voice acting. Oh, yeah. um, that show has fucking nailed it with every single person they've ever hired to do anything. Like, from Rick and Morty themselves, like, all the way down to, like, one-shot characters, like, fucking Tom Kenny as Squanchy. Holy <laughs> shit. Hey, man, I'm squanching here. Like, that, everything about that show revolves around those characters just being so fucking completely perfect and it it just doesn't it's not terrible but it just doesn't hit home properly in the comics because um especially with the way that that rick and morty speak in terms of stammering and burping quite frequently which i actually did in the middle of a sentence at work the other day and was quite <laughs> embarrassed it, it, it just loses a little bit in like comics translation i think 
They're still really good, though. And the thing that I like about the comics is that they follow a different Rick and Morty. So uh, given the whole like trans-dimensional situation. So literally anything can happen in these comics and it won't affect anything that happens on the show. So they could legit kill one off and just be like, oh, well, I better go and get another Morty then. <laughs> <laughs> So they are they are really good, but I just feel like, I don't know, man, Justin Roiland, though, he's so good. He's so fucking good. I, I just have a weird resistance to kind of, like, tying comics. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just, yeah, because I, I like comics and I love TV shows, but there's very, very few, t- I mean, apart from, like, say, the, the Dark Horse, Aliens and Predator and Star Wars stuff from, like, the 90s, which I was big into, I, I kind of have a weird resistance against, like, tying comics. I don't know why, because generally that can be pretty, pretty good, you know. I think uh, it works better with live action, though. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, like, all the all the show, the good shows I like that had comics, I never got into the comics as much. Futurama, mm-hmm. Batman, there's another one I was thinking of that I, I lost right now. But, like, they, they can be good. They're not as good. Because, mm-hmm. like, th- those voices are so ingrained. Yeah. Versus, like, something like Alien, something like that. It's like, I don't know, like, I feel like you can always tell the other story that you couldn't film. Yeah. You know, but then again, I mean, you, you mentioned like the Batman stuff, like the Batman, particularly like the Batman animated comic, mm-hmm. phenomenal. That was like terrific. No, it was great, but like I just could never get into it as much as the show. You know, like I was like, yeah, it's okay, even though I recognize it was good. Yeah, you kind of resisted at the time. I sort of go back and I've read a bunch since, and the um, like the Superman animated stuff as well, mm-hmm. which was what's his name, Scott McCloud did a bunch, and um, Mark Miller did a bunch. Some mm-hmm. of the comics they've ever done well, really. some of, some because of Dan Slott's yeah. best work was Batman yeah so it's like um, but because it's a tying stuff I kind of dismissed it at the time it's weird mm-hmm. and then I can think oh this is fucking phenomenal you know it, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a weird kind of mental block I think for me it's 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 all about the um the writing because uh I I mean I'm not I've never been like a massive massive Buffy fan but I do like Buffy <laughs> but I couldn't get into the comics at all because Buffy has a very specific voice like the whole show in terms of the way they speak the things that happen like everything about that show is is quite unique and so yeah. when I was reading the comics like none of the characters just just hit home even a little bit I can't I can't get behind the Buffy comics at all I'm sticking with Rick and Morty though because they are really fucking funny but it is really hard to read trying to read in accents is really hard for me anyway so when people are trying to write them like writing in the burps and the stammering, like it doesn't. Oh, Taylor's gone again. Taylor. I think he just gets bored. I was just gonna say, is this him secretly being like, God, I've had enough of this fucking nonsense. <laughs> All she talks about every day is Rick and fucking Morty. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid internet. I'm gonna... <laughs> We were just debating whether or not you were turning off because you're just sick of me talking about Rick and no, Morty all the no. goddamn day. Stupid internet's been doing this all day. I don't know what's wrong with it. Oh dear, I am. Um, oh, awful. I do. I, I do need to like calm, calm it down on the whole Rick and Morty front. Though. No, no. I am. It's, no, it's fandom. That's what it's meant to be. It's, it's so. It's like it's taking up so much space in my brain right now, though. Like I can't stop thinking about it. Like um, I don't know if you guys have been following the fact that I've been reviewing every episode of Series 2 on the Geek Syndicate website. Nobody asked me to do that. <laughs> and no one's, no one, everyone's afraid to tell you to start. So. Pretty much. I just emailed Barry and I was like, hey, Barry, um, I'm going to do this, all right? And he was like, okay. And I was like, no, it, it's happening. Look out in your inbox. And that's pretty much... Uh, yeah, all that's been happening for the past like couple of weeks. Because I think 
the thing I love about about Rick and Morty in general is the fact that it it's it's got a really good balance of like the straight up disturbing or depressing and the funny, but none of them are like it never seems it doesn't seem uncomfortable with one another, if that makes sense. Like, there are some films and TV shows and stuff that I've watched before where there's, like, a really horrendous thing happen and then cut to another scene and there's a joke and you just feel like, oof, no, that wasn't the time. Whereas with with Rick and Morty, it's just they've got the timing so perfect. Like, the the funny bits just, just like, enhance the dark and depressing bits and vice versa. Um, and I, I'm, I'm in love with it. So it should be a show that I don't like uh, because I tend to not go for, like, the shock type humor you know or i get tired of it very quickly like um like family guy i enjoyed and then i just went okay now i've had enough of this now mm-hmm. and, and and like south park i was kind of like ah no i'm done and it just doesn't work uh for me very much but and, and i was watching it because i thought i'm gonna watch this just to shut you the fuck up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah. everybody i know i've been telling to watch it and they all love it so obviously i am correct um, thought yeah i'm not i'm you know just from like the clips of saying i thought i'm, I'm not going to dig this but i'm going to give it an episode just to say i have and it kind of I, I won't say i fell in love with it straight away but within about two three episodes i was hooked mm-hmm. no i watched the first one i thought no that, that's because i knew nothing about it really other than i just had your voice going rick and morty rick and morty <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, no i watched it thinking hey this is like a spoof of doc brown mm-hmm. and fly mm-hmm. Isn't this clever? Thinking I'd just noticed that and nobody else had, <laughs> right? I'm just like, yeah, that's what the fucking point of it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Have you seen the um, the absolutely horrendous little short video thing that it like initially came from by Justin Roiland? Heard, yeah, because you mentioned it the other day. I am. Um, I only watched. Oh god, I can't, I couldn't get all the way through it because it's terrifyingly weird and it. Rick and Morty so much better than it, but it, it basically it's basically I think it was off the uh, the Adventures of Doc and Marty or something, but Marty spelt with an H and an I so that it's not like Marty McFly is like Marty McDonald's or something really <laughs> weird. And and it starts basically with him getting really upset about the fact that he's quite stuck in a tree. So the Doc is like, "That's fine. We'll just get in my time traveling car and we'll go back and not get you quite stuck in a tree." But to, somehow to fix his car. Uh, Marty has to lick the doc's balls for quite a long time and you see it you just see it you just see it happening just these old man's balls getting licked by a young boy and I was just like oh no this is a lot weirder and I don't like this is like the fan fiction version of Rick and Morty and I'm upset and I don't want it in my eyes ah stop so I turned it off and I'm glad they didn't go down that creepy incestuous route uh, which I suppose wouldn't be incestuous in that I don't know if they like grand's grandpa and grandson in that little short i like to think not because ew but yes obsessed straight up obsessed can't can't even stop thinking about it whenever i'm not doing something else like actually important with my life also i love the fact that it's like endlessly quotable me me and one of my mates at work that i introduced to it because i was like i have to have people to talk about this too (laughs) please join me in this rick and morty madness we've just started greeting each other with wubble of a dub dub at work which is yeah, we must never meet up in real life again. No, you'll hate me. You will straight up hate me. As I was leaving work yesterday, because I've got a week off for my birthday, uh, and it's the first time I've taken like more than two days off in a row since last Christmas, because I've been working on my Todd and scared of my own workload. And as I walked out of the office, I said, as as they would say in Canada, peace out, and just strolled out of the office. <laughs> and of course, the guy who's been watching Rick and Morty burst out laughing, and everyone else was just looking at me like, oh, she's, she's legit gone insane. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, what was I talking about? Comics. She could quote, you know. It's but just, it's- oh, I just, I love it so much. And I don't think there's been an episode of it that I haven't liked. The the Me Seeks one, that was on the no, edge of being a bit too much. With the, um, like the song contest one. Oh, uh, Get Swifty. Yeah, that one didn't really kind of fire on all thrusters. It was okay, it was decent, but it, that was the one where I thought, oh, okay, that's not. Yeah, my um my review of that on Geek Syndicate hasn't come out yet, but when you read it, mm. I, like it pretty much yeah the same. I think my problem with it was I like Rick and Morty when it's taking a poke at things that other people won't poke at, or it's taking a different angle at poking at the same things as other people. Whereas this just seemed to be poking at reality TV shows and the willingness of humanity to believe in anything, i.e., religion. But it wasn't really saying anything new about either of those things. Yeah, the, um, what, I, what I like about the show is it really, and again, it's it, it's almost like, like I mean, I think I described it on uh, Facebook as like Alan Moore getting really, really pissed and just writing a bunch of like um, Back to the Future fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, that it's really, uh, they really push like the, they don't just make, like play, pay kind of like lip service to like the science fiction concepts. They really eat mm. into like the parallel universe thing, they really just thrashed that through to every extreme. You know, they really worked it through. It's not just a case of, yeah, we'll have this and blah, 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 but we really want to do the gags. Yeah. They really oh, push like, the sci-fi concepts as well, you know? It is one of the most, like, intelligent, most juvenile shows I've ever seen in my life. That's the only way I can describe it because I think because I was trying to tell my mum about it because I think my mum would really like it because she's weird. She's like me, but older. Uh, and I was trying to explain it to her and I was like, well, imagine like a load of like dick and fart jokes. But on top of that, some like really, really funny, not juvenile jokes. And on top of that, some like really awesome sci-fi. And on top of that, some bits that might make you want to kill yourself. Uh- <laughs> Actually, it's, it's horrible, but it, that's the kind of thing that like separates it from the rest. Yeah. It will go to some dark places. Oh, it was um. It, the, I like that it goes to dark places, but it was the uh, the King Jellybean moment that almost almost threw me off the train. I was like, ooh, ooh, that no, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we might just cross the line. Yeah, yeah, I was. That was very close to my line. I, I think. A, <laughs> gonna go with it, but it was just it was like fuck that. Really, just mm. they, for a day, they just think, oh fuck it, we're gonna if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it. And it will just, and, it, and it, there's no kind of warning either. They just, just suddenly, it'll be la, 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 you know, bodily fluids and, and fart jokes and poop. And then suddenly they'll hit you with a real fucking, hit you right in the, in the, yeah. the emotional testicles. It was, you know? uh, it was the end of episode three. I think I talked about it last time with Rich. The end of episode three of series two, uh, where Rick makes... Makes a pretty good attempt at killing himself. Yeah. I was just like, I was actually almost on the verge of tears. And I was like, Rich, where's the post-credits? I need the post-credits. Is he okay? And I was getting really stressed. But I love that about a show because like, there's so much stuff that I watch. This is why I, I decided to give up on Fear the Walking Dead. Because I'm sick of watching programs that I literally just watch because people tell me I should watch them and I mm. want to be able to talk with my friends about them. Like I want to watch shows where I get invested and I give a shit about the people in it and I want to see where it goes and what happens. And yeah, Rick and Morty's got me so completely hooked. Even an almost child rape won't throw me off apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it does go places. That's the thing. And it will do, it doesn't, I oh know it's, it's just the, the stuff like, I don't know if I should spoil it, but it's the bit where they kind of, destroy the world and yeah 
oh, fuck it, we can't, we can't save this. We can't, <laughs> we can't, there's no coming back from this. So they just skip over to like a parallel universe where they've just died. <laughs> and, and it's like, what the fuck have you just, what? holy crap. Yeah, there's so much conspiracy theory online about like whether or not the Rick it, that we're seeing is actually the Rick that belongs to the Morty that we started with or not. <laughs> Because of the fact that he's just so nonchalant about just like skipping into another dimension, like, oh, well, we fucked this one. Uh, <laughs> there was a really sad conspiracy theory, and I'm going to stop talking about this in a minute because it is really making me look obsessed. Um, but this this is one that Rich flagged up to me that I could not I could not cope with, which was, um, you know, that the, the scene where Rick tries to kill himself and he tests his machine on that weird little like Cronenberg thing. A lot of people seem to think that that may have actually been a version of Morty from another life that he was keeping frozen to try and find a cure to save him. And I was just like, no, that can't be a real thing. Because if you were going to kill yourself, I suppose... I suppose the only nice thing to do would be to euthanize that little thing as well. And then I was just like, no, I can't cope with that as an idea. That can't, <laughs> like, the idea is that that was his Morty, and that's why he ended up going back to the family that we started with. Yeah. yeah. I love it, though. I love it. I love that oh, kind of stuff, but it makes, it makes my brain hurt after a while. I'm like, oh, it's too mm. complicated. This is why I don't oh, usually yeah. like subscribe to conspiracy theories about anything because I'm easily confused anyway and I don't need people throwing extra ideas in my head uh, about things that I might be bamboozled about anyway. I think I'm on track with Rick and Morty though, uh, unless unless that Rick isn't the actual Rick from that dimension and then that's just going to throw everything out of my brain. <laughs> 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 it's good though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, so thanks for that. Thanks for that's all right. I'm forcing it onto basically everybody I know. So if you're not watching it, you really, really should be. Yeah, because, you know, it is kind of verging on the abuse now. Yeah. The way you just keep going on about it. Like, I can't you stop. Know, you're literally like two steps away from grabbing people by the collar <laughs> and just... <laughs> That's probably going to happen in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know how I'm going to cope at Thought Bubble because um, I didn't know there were comics until recently because I was tweeting about uh, how every year at Thought Bubble when I go and get sketches and stuff from artists, I always like pick a theme so that I don't panic and not know what to ask for when I get there. Because I used to have this habit of walking up and being like, oh, bleh, I don't know, Batman, and I don't even like Batman that much. So I always go in with an idea, and I was like, oh, this year is definitely going to be my Rick and Morty year. And a friend of mine tweeted me, and I was like, oh, yeah, Mark Ellaby's there. He works on the comics. Get one from him. And I was like, you want now comics? So I went and got issues one to five. And they are really good. But I don't know how I'm going to cope uh, at Thought Bubble if I go and ask him for a sketch, because I probably will just plots all over his face. Just tell yourself, oh, it's only the comics. He doesn't really count. <laughs> he does count, though. That's it's, not the anime. it's not the show. You know? If I ever met anyone from the show, I might actually just die. Just completely die. But you're, you're, you're used to talking to, to animation people. Ah, not really. Yeah. Although Rob Paulson has been in it, so technically I already have. Mm. I already have. Because, uh, oh, God, I loved his turn as, uh, you know, the dog. Snuffles, snowball, snuggles. Forget his name. That bit when he just gets it, just like gets at the bottom of Summer's bed and goes, "Where are my testicles, Summer?" Had me howling, howling. Anyway, this isn't the Rick and Morty oh, show. Stay. <clears throat> first episode. Was that the first episode? Yeah, uh, the, the second episode. one. Second one. Lawnmower dog. <laughs> oh, this seems so like normal mm. compared to what comes. Here. It's as conventional. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, for me, really like because I do, I do like the first half of series one, but I think it was around Rixty minutes where it really hit me that this show was insane and I loved it. People who haven't watched this will be like, "The fuck are you talking about, Stacey Taylor? Shut your mouth!" Uh, so I probably should. Hey, have you guys got anything else you wanted to talk about? 
No, I'm kind of done. I've had my rant, and then yeah, so I'm done, and I recommend the comments. So yeah, that was my. That's the two things. Uh, everything else you kind of covered in the last episode. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. that. <laughs> yeah, oh, not talk about <laughs> that. Be sorry. The sound just got really cutty outy, yeah. and I had no idea what was happening then. I, I was like, "Huh? What?" So there. Moved at all? Hey, can you hear me now? Oh yeah, yes. yeah. That was really weird. Hey, here's the thing that I forgot to mention that I watched. Did you know there was a regular show movie? What? Yeah. What? Uh, Lee sounds like he doesn't know. Have you ever watched regular show, Lee? He's gone again. What's happening to technology? Why does it hate me? Ah! Hello. Hello. Yeah. Um, not, I did not know there was a regular show movie. I didn't know there was a regular show. <laughs> well, regular show is a cartoon network, cartoon, obviously, of <laughs> what I like, that's about um, a blue jay and a... Uh, uh, oh, what kind of animal's Rigby? Shit. Is he a raccoon? No, he's not a raccoon. The fuck is he? Anyway... Rigby, a thing. They work in a park and crazy hijinks always happen. And when I say crazy, I don't just mean like the lawnmower goes bananas. I mean like alternate world video gamey style madness happens. And there's a regular show, The Movie, and it's uh, it's kind of brilliant, actually. I won't say too much about it then if you don't, if you have never seen the regular show, because I don't want to ruin life for you. But it's, <laughs> it's, oh, okay. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's like a mad time traveling adventure where a future Rigby comes back to stop the two of them accidentally creating a time-made-o situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking insane. Um, I love it, though. And it's, uh, it's, t- it's all full of the, like the, it's the same sort of humour as the, the show, and it's got all the, like, all the voice actors, obviously. So it's just like watching, like, a, I think it's just over an hour and a half long, so it's just like watching a really long episode. It's brilliant. But there was, a, there was one bit in particular that had me like, actually crying, laughing, and I snorted and everything, which was when uh, Muscle Man is is fighting an, a younger version of himself and he slaps himself in the tits so hard that they swing up and hit him in the face and knock him out. I can't, <laughs> I can't even cope with how brilliant that whole scene was. And he also referred to his own tits as his pepperonis, which made me laugh a bit too much as well. So, yeah, if you're a fan of regular show, I think you should probably check that out. It's good. I watch it once in a while. I haven't had a chance to watch much of it. Mm-hmm. The one I love that, like, I'll always say a line from it and make my wife laugh is the Himalayan ketchup. Do you remember that one with the burgers? Not off the top of my head. Well, I... Oh, shit. We've lost Tyler again. And Pop. <laughs> what? What? I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm still talking. <laughs> Stop talking! Sorry. Stop. <laughs> it's okay. The um, there's one with the burgers, and Pops is like, "Oh my, I can taste the Himalayas." <laughs> I love Pops so much, and and I tell you what, if it doesn't sell you uh, on it that Mark Hamill does the voice of like well, a Yeti situation, then you should probably just stop watching TV altogether because that's amazing. <laughs> I was going to say, did you ever hear the story about when he was doing the voice for that character? No. The, like he did a voice. And then, like, he's, like, watching the playback and whatever. And they're like, he's a, he's an abominable snowman. It's like, oh, I wish you told me that. I would have done a different voice because this is the, the Yeti and this is what I did. And then he re-recorded the lines to match what he now knew the character to be like. Mm-hmm. I was like, making Mark Hamill's crazy. He's insane, but he's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you hear he almost died? Did he? He was filming episode eight. And like almost fell off the side of a mountain or something. Jesus. That I tell you what, that film is cursed because didn't like Harrison Ford break a leg almost immediately. Yeah, he got hurt. 
Someone was saying, watch out, episode nine, something's going to happen to Carrie Fisher. I'm like, please not. No. Yeah, let's not. Let's just not and say we did. All right, universe. Thanks. Yeah, regular show. I think you should. I think you probably quite like it, actually, Lee. Although there's, for some reason, Cartoon Network often shows like com- it shows things completely out of order, like all the time. And I keep repeatedly seeing the episode "Do Me a Solid," which just drives me insane because they say the words "Do Me a Solid" far too much in it. So it's just like, the fact that it's on all the time. I'm like, no, stop doing each of the solids before I murder a bitch. Um, but anyway, that's me. I've got to watch Adventure Time. That's oh, you have any of that and i'm just so far behind it's actually kind of putting me off by how many episodes there are already yeah but they're only like 11 minutes each <laughs> come but on I'm, man you've got also, time you can't get on dvd properly you can get like a, i think like the first two seasons like as a, as a box set and then all the and i'll just have to fucking download it or, or stream it or something but i was looking at buying the, the first box set and then i was, I was looking at the whole because if i'm gonna go for it, i'll go nuts for it so I'll, I'll, I'll go get first two boxes and then there's all these complaints on the amazon review saying they've missed out two episodes they've missed. And I thought, well fuck it that's that tainted i can't touch that now if i, I know what they do i don't understand why they do that i don't know don't know uh, makes me cross the um i don't know if you ever saw the avengers cartoon the earth's mightiest heroes no but it was really good cartoon really good avengers cartoon but the dvd skips an episode for some reason. It's just like a... I think it's like the Captain America origin episode. They just skip it completely. Makes oh, sense. Yeah. Obviously. Whoa, what? I, when I was watching that show, I put it on par with, like, Justice League. Yeah. I would say it was that was probably the best show they ever did. That, yeah. It, 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 the best comment I can say is that it felt like a DC show. Mm-hmm. It's like a Marvel show. Because I find the Marvel cartoons kind of hard to get through. And, like, the DC oh, yeah. cartoons are just another, another level, really. Um, and it did feel like... The DC guys, the Warner Brothers guys, had got the Avengers and were having a go at it because it was just so good. And I was gutted when they kind of abandoned it to relaunch the Avengers cartoon in, in the light of um, the second movie. They kind of did a separate, mm-hmm. uh, a new Avengers cartoon that's more in line with the movies. Because the, the, the Earth Mightiest Heroes is just totally it was perfect. It was, it was like a modern update of the Lee Kirby stuff. I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. And then they, they, they hit everything. I mean, they did like, the 70s era Avengers stuff. I think they did some 80s era Avengers. It did it really the greatest hits. Of... Yeah, they took the best issues of all Avengers stories and made two seasons out of it. Yeah, it's great stuff. And I watched it not expecting to like it at all because I tend to not go for the uh, the Marvel series at all. You know, you, eh. but uh, I thought, fucking hell, all of a sudden, this is this is really good. <laughs> and I'm even needing to play through these things, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so some really just cracking stuff. So naturally, you know, it, it got cancelled after two seasons. But yeah, it's great stuff. But other, yeah, it's just a pain in the ass over here because we we still can't get over it, a complete run of the um, the Batman animated series or the Justice League animated series on on DVD or Blu-ray. They bring like like, like the first season and that's it. Um, it's just really shoddy the DVD and Blu-ray of those years over here. Fortunately, I was able to buy the the American box sets when they were when they first came out and they were, it was at that point, it was cheaper to buy from the States would to wait for them, the equivalent box sets in the UK. So I was buying them anyway, when the UK ones were going to come out and they would, they were de-regionalized. They were region zero anyway, so they could play them over it. So it was like, fucking, this is great. Uh, and then it turned out they, they didn't even bring out the, the UK sets at all. And now, unfortunately, you kind of, people go, oh, they want to watch Justice League Unlimited or something. And uh, so we have to order them from America and you look at them now and they're like, uh, 10 times what they cost then you know mm-hmm. but 
well, fuck it, I've got them, so I'm happy, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's some great shows. Should I, Should we really be talking about cartoons as much as we do? Yes. <laughs> yes. If there's one thing, like I was talking to people at work the other day because they were all asking me how I feel about turning 30 uh, and like how I feel about turning 30 is how I feel about every other birthday. Fucking cake and presents, bitch. Yes, I'm all over it. Thank you very much. And one of my one of my colleagues actually said that the one thing, well, not the one thing because I'm great, but one of the main things she likes about me is the fact that I've got like a really childish like innocence because <laughs> she said it's really adorable that i know how to be completely responsible as and when i need to be but that i'll just like completely unreservedly care about cartoons and comics and superheroes and stupid stupid things and get myself so wrapped up in doctor who that i get cross at clara and things <laughs> so yeah i think it's fine that we're talking about cartoons so much good look for my 31st birthday we went out to an, ar- an arcade and drank and played arcade games all night. That sounds amazing. Nothing wrong with that. I'm having a Ninja Turtles themed birthday party this year. <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't tell you what I played at my birthday. Did you yep. play the Turtles arcade? Oh, God. I'm yep. so shit at that game. <laughs> oh, I need so much help. Like, we had four guys and we just barely made it. <laughs> it's so fucking hard. But it wasn't Turtles in Time. It was the first one, which is like, okay, you know. Mm. Anyway, hey, we've been talking for like an hour and 45 minutes. So uh, I think it's about time to wrap this shit up, don't you? Like a birthday present. Sorry, I might be. You wrapped it up in a neat little package. I'm so excited. Anyway, calm down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Is there anything that you would like to plug before we do a 21 skidoosh? Just my, you know, I I don't do nothing. So, you know. (laughs) I'm just like a, a semi-pro leecher onto podcaster. <laughs> so, yeah, plug is my um, – I think the last time I was on, I was plugging my brand-new spanking blog that I haven't touched <laughs> since. Whoop, <laughs> <laughs> whoop. So, January, and I haven't touched it since. So I'm just going to plug my Twitter because I do all my stuff on there. So my – what is my Twitter? It's at <laughs> Lee underscore G. That's it. Come in, listen to me. I'll talk about shit and just live tweet really old like movies that nobody's watching at all. And and I'll talk about bombs and tea and stuff. And some to- some point in the future, Andromeda Strain. If you have actually get round to watching it, yeah, if yeah, I, I yeah, I'll be I'll be by the time this goes out, I'll have probably watched it. So if I've disappeared and I've collapsed into myself in like a crumbling amount of fear and shit then that's what happened <laughs> lovely <laughs> Taylor don't know where that's uh, just go <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Espo you can follow the studio at Ghostcliff you can go like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ghostcliff Studios and all you'll get is me just talking about how great it is to work without pants on and eat burgers at 9am <laughs> <laughs> I saw that that message earlier about having a burger with a fried egg on it or something, yeah. and uh, and that reminded me of um, last year we watched the movie Warrior, which is like a MMA type film, and for some reason that's the one. Tom that's the one. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason we decided to have Warrior burgers, which was just us putting fried eggs on burgers and eating them, going Warrior as we ate <laughs> it. Uh, so <laughs> you just unofficially had a Warrior breakfast. I did have a Warrior breakfast. Although this is bar not far from me, it does the same thing, but they put it on an English muffin instead of Ooh. hamburger bun. They uh, piece of pork roll in it, and then they give you ketchup, barbecue sauce, 
forget what the other topping is, and peanut butter. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't put the peanut butter on. Ruined it at the end. No, it comes on a side, so you don't have to have it on the burger, but I just have all that. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. What what was I gonna? Oh yeah, me. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, <laughs> if you want to come and follow me on Twitter, it's Stace Bob T. Uh, but if you want to cut out all the tweets where I rant at the bus services for like recently changing the services to make them shitter for me to get to work and back home again, thanks National Express buses. If you want to cut out all that shit and just follow the comicy, filmy stuff, then you can follow Stacey's Parlour. Um, that's Stacey with an E and Parlour with a U. You can also drop me an email at stacysparlour at gmail.com or come join in the talks on the Facebook group. Uh, if you just go on Facebook and search for Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. Far- Par- What's a parlour? Is, for- is that a place where you fart? <laughs> maybe. Maybe parlor obviously there's not many people in the group yet so i kind of want people to join in and come and talk because those of you who know me from back in the geek syndicate comics forums days knows how much i used to stalk those forums and how much i love just talking to people about things what we all like so i kind of want to get more discussions and things going on in there so come join the group and start talking about stuff and maybe you'll like you know stop me from talking about rick and morty all the goddamn time Alternatively, go to the Geek Syndicate website and read all my reviews of Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's about it. So thank you both for, for joining me in this special parlour. I imagine I'm going to be editing this when I'm hungover on Monday because uh, I'm going to get so drunk this weekend. <laughs> so drunk. I might die. Uh, You'll be fine. Just just drink water. <laughs> <laughs> I've already instructed my mum to ensure that there is always a pint of lemonade within my reach uh, because I intend to drink so many cocktails that I, I think my liver might actually pack up on me. But, yeah, it's going to be great. God, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like a small child. Don't even care. <laughs> anyway. Self out. Not literally. Yeah, I'll try I'll try not to literally do that because that would be a huge mistake. I've actually now got to go and sort out my playlist to ensure that all the songs with massive swear words in don't appear while there are still children at the party. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Any... yeah, they're gonna hear it sooner or later. Yeah, but the thing is there's like stuff like um two one two by Azealia Banks that's got the C bomb in it and I'm thinking, mm, my mum might murder me on my birthday. So yeah, she'll probably just sort I'm awful with that. We'll be at my mother's house and I'll have to have a couple of F-bombs. I'm like, oh, sorry, mom. Well, see, the thing is, my mom swears almost as much as me, but she will not accept the C word. And I don't know why. Like, I'm like, if you, if you, if you could accept me saying, like, fuck and shit in front of you, why not the C bomb? But she won't have it. She's like, no, it's disgusting. I was like, yeah, but, but it means the same as twat. So, what, <laughs> like, what makes it so much worse? She's like, I don't know. It's just worse. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the, the sound. I don't know. It does sound harsh, but I just, I, words only have as much power as you give them, is what I say. What I and so, yeah, shut up, mum, basically. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, then.